Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, but now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Because I'm about to put on a show. So this is up. Episode 11, isn't it? Episode 11, yeah, here we are. Episode 11. So I feel we should have made a bigger deal about um, episode 10. Episode 10 was a big deal and we just forgot to talk about how it was episode 10. Like, I don't know, at least cake. Cake double figures. I, I'd have eaten a cake on air. Yeah, well maybe we could do that for, um, never. I don't we, know. we can review the cake. <laughs> no, because you already did a, uh, a Twitch update of you eating pizza, didn't you? Yeah. Well, no, I threatened to. <laughs> I just happened to have pizza in the in the promo pick. I'd, I'd watch you eat pizza. Well, I do. You, you do on weekly. On a bi-daily basis. On <laughs> a bi-daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do for dinner? Uh, pizza, I guess. <laughs> You're listening to Good Pop, Bad Pop. A mono-weekly Australian pop culture, culture podcast with me, T, the bad pop. Hater of things. And M, the good pop, who wears t-shirts sometimes. Yep. What are you wearing now? Pajamas. <laughs> That's not a t-shirt. <laughs> I said sometimes. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Um, so, I've stolen this intro from The Dollop. We went to a live recording of The Dollop this week. We, we did. We watched another podcast be created with us in the audience. Podcasters watching a podcast. It's a bit um, disingenuous to call us podcasters. <laughs> well, making a podcast. I didn't say we were very good. No. Amateur podcasters. <laughs> we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> we should be on your show. Um, their special guest of the week was Will Anderson, and that was um, quite exciting, wasn't it? Yes. I was, um, I don't want to say more excited about seeing Will Anderson. But that's what I mean. Yeah. I've known about him for longer. You know, I was very excited. I was like, oh my God, So we've mentioned the dollop in the past where they talk about American history. It's a bunch of comedians just sort of riff off it. And they come to Australia quite regularly to record episodes. Well, this was their last for three years, they said. Oh, really? Yeah. They've probably tapped every... Um, Australian topic. They've They're grilled prob- every explorer. They've well, they might be just waiting until we um, finish our next government leadership spill, and then they can come back and talk about our spilling history. Yeah, one, <laughs> maybe once, that's what they're waiting for. Once our political scene stabilizes, they could do a whole episode on um, backstabbings in Australian politics. Yeah, I think that's what they are waiting for. That's why they're waiting three years so we can go through three more prime ministers. Hmm. But mm. yes, if you'd like to hear us in an audience, the dollop. Yes. It's good stuff. So, what have you been doing this week, Em? Uh, this week, I... What did I do this week? Um, mostly watched Making a Murderer Season 2. Okay. It's very exciting. Uh, it's a weird show to kind of pick back up because, you know, if, if you've been living under a rock and don't know what it is, it's a um, true crime documentary, I guess like a video version of Serial. <laughs> it's probably the best way to explain it to people who listen to podcasts. Um, about Stephen Avery and how he's been allegedly uh, set up by cops to be framed for a murder and his nephew got dragged in and so on and so on. 
Um, so you sort of watch that all unfold in season one. So if you're pulled in after season one, then you've been following the actual lawsuits and what's been going on because it's not like this is a, a cold case or anything or has been, you know, long shelved. Uh, it's all still quite ongoing. So, uh, yeah, you, you kind of already know what's going on. So I was like, all right, is there really enough to get a season two out of? Um, turns out, not really. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes and no. Uh, there was a lot of very cool stuff about season two. Um, so, you know, spoilsies. Uh, he gets a new post-conviction lawyer who is amazing and what she does is shred apart all the DNA evidence that they um, you know, used to convict him, I guess. Um, so it was really interesting sort of watching the science thing about, you know, watching her replicate, um, you know, blood splatter patterns and so on and you know how dna works when it's transferred and how much is naturally on you know x y and z if you pick it up or spit on it or you know whatever do you feel that because you've been watching a lot of uh, american vandal and because it's fictional they're allowed to um you know set the pacing that fits the you know entertainment value and because you've watched such a tight yet fictional crime drama does that mean the real ones are going to be boring from here on uh, look, I have another note about American Vendor, which I forgot about until just now, so I'll get onto that in a minute, because <laughs> right. I'm outraged. What happened? I'll get to it in a minute. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm on the other American I'm on the, one. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah, it's not that exciting. Well, actually, no, it is. Um, but no, I, I don't think so, because I think when you're creating a documentary, you can make it as fast or as slow-paced as you want. Um, so, like I said, watching, her, watching this post-conviction lawyer go through all the the DNA stuff and being like, no, you're full of it and here's why. That was very cool. So I really enjoyed that part. Um, But they didn't quite have enough to feel a full second Mm. season. I think this should have been a, you know, season 1.5. Because I watched, like, I think I watched a full seven-minute scene of Stephen Avery's parents trying to turn on an oven. (laughs) And it was at that moment when I thought, what am I watching here? Is this really worth my what time? Was this, what was the setup? Why were they showing that? Th- there was no reason. They just needed oh, some right. filler footage. So they were just like, oh, here's Stephen Avery's parents struggling to it, be old, it's, not living with Stephen Avery. It's funny talking about the true crime that's in progress because the one I listened to was The Teacher's Pet. Mm. And basically it was a cold case. And yeah. because of mostly the podcast, mm. they dug it up. And the very last episode, they went, all right, this is all going to courts and being reassessed and it's all happening now. So we're ending the podcast and we'll let everything run its course. And I thought that was such a, you know, kick the bear and run away move. Like, and that, because of the podcast, they brought everything forward and then they went, we're going to stop now. Well, I think for that, that was more of a we're stopping for the time being. And then they're going to basically, you know, pull a making a murderer, wait until there's enough stuff to talk mm. about. And then do a second season. Also, I think it's a bit different here because I think we've got quite different laws around lawsuits in Australia than we do in America. America is very yeah, public. Yeah, everyone's in the courtroom. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, we're not allowed coverage in the courtroom. It's not allowed here, to I my understanding. D- I don't think so. We're not allowed to talk about it until it's over or something. Mm. But it's quite different either way. Um, you know, like, if someone's a suspect in a crime in America, it's all over the news, whereas... Even if someone's charged with something, you normally don't get a name released here, mm-hmm. so it's quite different. Um, yeah, so interesting to see. Um, 
good DNA stuff, but uh, yeah, don't know if it really warranted a full second okay. season. Now on to my American Vandal point. What, what happened? I just found out that it has been cancelled. Well, they're two seasons. I mean, how much can they milk the premise? I mean, you can make it about anything. And that's the thing, because it's not sequential or related, except for the two investigators who carry over to the next season or case, um, you could have infinite. Like, you could make it about anything all the time. And so I was pretty PO'd that uh, it got canned. And I, I couldn't fully understand what happened but i think it's because they were originally made or self-funded or something like that and so they're sort of going back to that or that's going on a different streaming network or something like that and that was the reason why it was um kind of canned i think i couldn't quite fully understand it but uh yeah i was a bit annoyed about that because i was really into the premise of that show hmm what else you got this week uh, that's about it for me this week. Uh, what have you got? I've got a, a lot going on this week. So the first and foremost, we wrapped up season three of Daredevil. Mm. We're going to do a, a proper segment review on that um, soon, yes. as in in the next 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> other than that, I finally got my hands on a copy of Thronebreaker. Yes. The card game based in the Witcher world I've talked about. Gwent 2.0, yeah. Gwent 2.0. It was a bit of a tease because it was like, oh, it comes out on the 23rd and I went and purchased it and downloaded it. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a big pre-downloader, so I just thought I was downloading the game. And then you click the link and it's like, this will be available on the 23rd. I'm like, bollocks. So As in American time. No, it was the 22nd Australian. Oh, okay. So I've gone, all right, and yeah. jumped on on the 23rd and it said the same thing. And then I'm like, oh, no, like New York 23rd. I'm like, oh, it also got delayed again that. So that was a... Sort of a delay. (laughs) But once I booted that up, I played through the sort of first few levels. It's pretty good. It's like open world. A lot more puzzle solving, sort of lateral thinking. So it's not just playing Gwent. There hasn't even been that much of that. You you have the cards. That's how you do everything. But it's very, you know, problem solving. And you're running Mm. around and you're making, you know, your standard RPG decisions. Okay. Um, So I was a quarter day with that. But would I like of, it? Maybe, hmm. maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Too early to tell. Okay. Because good news for all those who are sick of me talking about The Witcher. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two dropped, and on the way back from the dollop, we I picked up my midnight copy, mm-hmm. just so I can jam it in the PlayStation and go to bed, <laughs> so yep. I can download over the next four days on yeah. Australian internet. <laughs> um, and I've been playing that ever since, and that's. That's a game. Um, mm, Grand Theft Horse 2. Yeah, I'm not going to do a full review because, I mean, it's a big game. I've, I haven't even touched the story. With all these open worlds, <laughs> I um, tend to wander around and do other things. That you do. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying all the uh, cinematic videos of things going horrifically wrong. <laughs> That's been my favorite part of Red Dead. It's very polished for a new game release, mm. but there's still some <laughs> quirk. Most mm. of it involving falling off horses. Well, you had a big problem, didn't you, with something early on? Mm-hmm. You're waiting for something to be patched? The problem that you uh, were Yeah, the so there's a big compa- um, component of the game is you're in a camp with your fellow outlaws. Mm. And there's a bunch of characters around and you walk around and greet them. There's a, currently a glitch which they're estimating a majority of the player base is currently experiencing. Oh, where half the characters don't rock up. Like they haven't 
spawned in your base and you just play the game not knowing um and it wasn't until some people started talking about it online when people realized i haven't seen any of these characters you're talking about what on earth are you talking about so i don't want to progress the story too much because i'd like all my characters around um but it's amazing um looks beautiful Mm. the mechanics are deep they could have just made a new red dead redemption and everyone would have been happy but just the horse mechanics like bonding with the horse the movement the inventory the weapon is just so much and you know yeah. you'll get through half a game and someone be like oh you can by the way you can you know shoot your gun in the air to scare away animals or you can mm. upgrade this and do this and it's crazy there's so much i quite like the animal mechanics that are you know like all the different sorts of um things you can do like the bonding with the horse and all that sort of stuff um but overall just from what i've sort of seen of it the get it looks a bit too deep in mechanics yeah, you, for me, I'd be like, nuts, give me the shits. Yeah, and I've not an M friendly game. What's it been like a week? I've probably put in probably fifteen to tw- to twenty hours already, and all I've done is hunting. Really, I've yeah. gotten obsessed with crafting the satchels and your bags and stuff, and just you got to find the right animal. And the mechanics for that are so deep; it's quite fun. So mm. you know, you trek all around the world to hunt for a perfect panther pelt. It's, crazy um i do like that you get to go around and pat all the dogs yes that is very cool yeah i enjoyed that that's an aussie border which is my childhood dog mm. so i found one of them gave it a pat <laughs> um so getting screen grabs of every of every dog that you find to pat that's been fun i've been posting them to our twitter if you've oh, not good. seen good pop bad pop <laughs> t pats all the dogs in red dead yes so obviously if you've never heard of it it's Grand Theft Horse, <laughs> um, and it's quite amazing, and everyone's going to be talking about it for a while. Yes. I might do a proper review later on if it warrants it, if I have anything interesting to say. Mm. Um, Once you bit... finish the story, I think it'll be worth um, yeah. doing a See, I, I, it's all about the world now. I haven't even touched the More story. More looking at mechanics and things right now. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Another big thing that happened this week, my TV broke. Yeah. There's this... That was shit. Yeah, there's a dark thing in the middle of my TV and it has to get fixed. And so I'm like, I can't wait. So I have to play the games. But they've got this horrible dark <laughs> thing and it's devastating to lose your TV. I think I posted a photo of it a while ago when it first happened. You know, when we fixed it and then it came back. Uh, so very upsetting. Yeah. Um, But that's been me this week. Mm. Yeah, cool. So coming up next, we'll do a proper review of um Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And then... We'll do the news headlines at the end news as per standard. Headlines. Stay with us after the break. Stay tuned for packs. Welcome back. This week, Daredevil Season 3, we wrapped that up. Mm-hmm. Um, a show I feel had a bit of a uphill battle in that it had to be good given... All the... Post-Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that's happened around that show up until this point. So you mentioned them all a while ago. Half of them are cancelled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Defenders was awful. So disappointing. It had such promise. Um, I'm going to blame Rand. (laughs) Yes, well, most people did. It's like, you ruined something beautiful yeah so when daredevil season three rolls around you know the original and Mm. i think the strongest entry of the franchise it had um 
had a bit of weight on its shoulders, but I feel it delivered. I loved the season. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic season. So Maddie Murdoch comes back from all the action happening in the Defenders. Mm. Little Mopey. Little Mopey. Bit of um bit of which, angst. Which is very tropey, but I love it. I love a good like no, I'm abandoning everything. Yeah. I have to go brood somewhere in the woods or in a church or wherever the fuck. When, when you say it like that, it does sound like every other show. Yeah. It can be Arrow, it can be about Batman, it can be anything. It's, it's basically the beginning of how every Arrow season starts. Yeah. But I love it. I just, I live for it. And the other brilliant move, they brought back Wilson Fisk as mm. the bad guy for this season. And what we mentioned this last episode, how the Netflix Avengers, or the Defenders, put a lot of emphasis on the bad guys on their motivations and what they do and they get nearly as much screen time as the heroes yeah and it's a masterstroke when the bad guy is so compelling and Mm. wilson fisk is now and i'm probably going to spend most of the time talking about wilson fisk because he's he's been in prison since the first season that's how the first season ended you know Mm. sorry spoilers from six (laughs) six years ago whenever that show came out three three all right man time flies (laughs) or doesn't fly i don't know um and what was amazing, when he's there, he's sort of moping in prison, he misses his girlfriend, and he's you know, still scheming, but no one believes he does everything for his girlfriend. And you're like, oh, he's reformed, he's changed. And as the show goes on, he starts doing dodgier and dodgier stuff, and then by the end of it is a simmering ball of rage again, and, you know... Obviously, he's a bad guy. He kills a few folk. And it's like, whoa, this guy's a psychopath and a total villain. And it was just amazing how, at the start, I was sort of empathizing with him a bit. And then it just slowly eroded away as the show went. And then I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's a psychopath. Someone, um, you know, Matty Murdock went through. He had a lot of angsty subplots this season. But the one everyone does is, should I just, you know, cap a bitch? Like, (laughs) everyone's all hung up on the good guy. I can't kill people. And... You know, Batman, Arrow, all these guys, Flash even, like, oh, I can't kill people. Where Mm -hmm. some people struggle a bit more with that decision than others. Mm. And Maddie was trying to go, should I just kill Fisk? It would fix everything. It was very exciting. I was like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to, like, Oliver out and do this? (laughs) In Arrow, alternated seasons for a while. Yeah, that was great. He would just kill everyone one season and then be like, no, I must not kill anyone this season. Murder everyone! Yeah, murder everyone. Like, be a very I, short show in those mid middle seasons if you just killed people like Damien Dark. But anyway, that's a whole like other conversation. Playing four Arkham games, like if Batman just killed the Joker in the first one, we'd be set. Wouldn't, wouldn't make for a very good story, though, would no. it? Um, so yes, Matty Murdock's back. He's deciding whether he can keep his real life mm. going on as you know, blind lawyer. Um, they bring back Karen and Foggy, and they have their own stuff. They even get their own, um... Can we just talk about Foggy's haircut? I don't like it. You don't like it? I know that's a really superficial thing to say about a show, but I just, I loved that he had long hair, because it was just like, this is him. This is Foggy. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, he used to be some pro bono, cheap Hell's Kitchen lawyer, and then he went and joined a big firm, so he had to get the... No, we got a haircut before that, I think. He had to get the permade. Mm. I'm a professional haircut. Yeah, no. High rise apartment, hot girlfriend. No, ditch the girlfriend, ditch the short hair. Grow your (laughs) hair out, get back in Hell's Kitchen. Get with the people, man. (laughs) But yeah, so every character had an arc, did a bunch of stuff, and it was just Mm. well rounded. Um, The main 
the other protagonist in this is uh, from the comics, a guy called Bullseye. Antagonist. Antagonist. Sorry. Yes. Bad guy. And his superpower is weird. He's not a superpower. He's just... He can throw things really hard. Mm. And so he runs around beating up people and he'll just flicker item on the ground and full-on decapitate someone. What was the most ridiculous thing we saw him throw? Cause some Pens. Of them, it was a stapler. He, like, took someone's face off with a yeah. stapler. Yeah, and, like, he would just throw stuff. And I don't know why. I found it really... He must be fun at parties. ...terrifying. <laughs> like, you'd just be there and then he'd just throw something and impale someone. Just like, oh, there was a fight in a church. He threw a Bible and killed an FBI agent. It was crazy. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, so he was a good, terrifying bad guy. And he also got a lot of screen time. You also see a lot, um, you know, we kind of hear a lot about his childhood as well. So that's mm. what I really like about um, the sort of Marvel and that vi- uh, Marvel Netflix verse is um, how deep they do get into these villains. Because you're not just seeing like, oh, you know, here's a sad story about how I became a bad guy. You see a lot deeper and more well-rounded than that. And sometimes, yeah, like you were saying before, you do sort of get into this moral um, gray area where for a while you're like, oh, I feel kind of bad for Fisk. And then it sort of comes full circle again. You're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, you guys are psychopath. You were bad man. Hmm. And just... The pacing was great by mm. the middle, like all these seasons start off a bit slow because they do the tight 10 to 13 episode format. I feel like in in such a tight run, they shouldn't take that long. That's the only thing I don't like about these shows is mm. it takes until you know, then, episode four to really get my interest. But once it all, the shit hits the fan by the sort of middle, late middle of the show, mm. you feel truly hopeless. Everything's going horrible. Everyone's against the goodies. Mm. They've got nowhere to go. The baddie's going to win. And they, it was all so edge of your seat. Watch the next episode. And in this day and age, I don't binge much, um, like a week binge. But this one, was, as soon as the episode had finished, I'd have to watch the next episode. Yeah. It was crazy. Um and really satisfying. Mm. The only negative, the famous fight scenes these shows do, they had a couple, but not as many as in earlier ones. They're, you know, the really drawn-out, prolonged hallway fights, basically. Well, there's, there's always, like, a token big one hallway fight. And I think we got that, and I was very happy with that. And that's the one in episode four, which was in outstanding. The, the one in the prison? Yeah, in yeah. the prison, which was amazing. Um, and, and so I was quite happy with that because there's always the one big one. It's just that there's sometimes a couple of, like a handful of much shorter ones scattered throughout, but I, I didn't really feel that, that there was less of that. Hmm. I could have done a bit more. I got spoiled by the Punisher season, <laughs> mm, but yeah. So for me, um, if you liked Daredevil one and two, I guess Daredevil three is definitely a must watch. And if you're thinking of bailing, because the whole all the other shows have been a bit mediocre in the middle, I mm. this is the strongest one in a while, so it's a watch for me. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. I found like I, I love Daredevil. I'm a big Maddie Murdock fan, but uh, <laughs> season two was a bit slower than season one. But season three's picked it right back up from where season one left off, really, um, and straight back in it. Uh, very good, very very good season. Mm. Cool, so that's our review of Daredevil Season 3. Get on it. Um, After the break, we'll cover some news headlines and call it a day. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Now, M, 
You've had some Pax FOMO. Ah, oh, so bad. Like, I spent all last weekend just living on our Twitter feed, just refreshing, seeing everyone having so much fun and going, oh, man, it looks so good. Um, I mean, I mostly just saw people taking selfies and having fun with, like, um, Vault Boy and... Uh, what else did I say that was cool? There was a bunch of people dressed up as warriors and uh, all Just sorts. cosplays and stuff. Yeah, no, there was something about the warrior people. I can't remember what it was now. Um, are they they were left out of Brawl, maybe? I don't know, it was a whole thing. Oh, for Smash Brothers? Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, so I just sort of was watching everyone have a good time. Shout out to everyone at... Uh, 8-Bit Collective, who I was mostly stalking because they were all having an absolute ball, which was great to say. Uh, I'm hoping next year we might be able to make it down if we're cool enough and we can pretend to be as awesome as everyone else. But yeah, we'll look into that. Uh, but what I did do, because uh, we, we didn't get to go and um, you know get amongst it, I did some extensive Googling to see what was actually at PAX and uh, to see, you know, get a bit of a preview as to what's coming up. So, uh, as you know, I'm a big uh, indie game lover, so I found some interesting indie games that um, they had there to play with and preview, so I just sort of watched a bunch of trailers and some gameplay to sort of say, you know, what's coming up. Interesting stuff on the horizon in indie games. There was also some big games there too, like I think Xbox had some Battlefield Five to play, but I don't really care about that, so I'm not really going to talk about it. (laughs) And given the that fifth I've not... one, wow. Yeah, hooray. Uh, so, and also, given I'm not really into those sort of games, I wouldn't really be able to shed much insight anyway. So um, here's some, some fun indie games that I found. Um, one of them was a game called Grizz, or Gris, I don't know, uh, which is a new side-scroller from Nomada Studios. Uh, it looks really beautiful. It's um, It reminded me a bit of Journey to look at, just in terms of... You know, that real kind of like pretty peacefulness kind of thing mm. about it. Um, and it's a bit of like a, a personal growth story about loss or something. I don't know. Either way, it just looked really cool. Um, another game which was very interesting is, uh, first of all, T, do you like coffee? You're a coffee fan? Like the beverage? Yeah. Sure. You enjoy a good coffee? I've, I've drunk in a few, yes. Would you say that you'd feel a bit dead if you didn't have a drink of coffee? No, I don't have that addiction thing to it. I right. could not drink coffee and I probably wouldn't notice. All right, well, that's not a very good setup for my story, but no. uh, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, anyway, new fun game uh, called Necro Barista. Okay. Yeah, by uh, Melbourne developers Route 59. A nice homegrown local story. Uh, it's a cinematic visual novel type story if you're into those. Um, so nice and you know, chilled game to play. The premise of the game is that the dead can come back and get one last coffee at this Melbourne cafe. Um, that's basically. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something a Melbourne person would make. It re- like I've never seen such more Melbourne wank in all my life, and I'm so <laughs> excited to play. <laughs> If I it, don't get another coffee in Melbourne, I'm going to die. And exactly. then they do. And then they do. Back and they come back in this supernatural cafe. Um, coffee would be to die for, you could say. So I'm looking forward to playing that. It looks like it's going to be fun. It's kind of keyword driven, so you sort of like pick the words and that sort of drives the narrative of the novel, I guess. Okay. Uh, so that looks really fun. Another fun game coming up. 
uh, was by, and this might be more your bag than mine, is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Have you heard of that one? No. Okay, so that's from the team behind the Souls franchise and Bloodborne. So. Oh, that has my attention. From, yes. um, from, from Software. From yeah. Software. So that's they had some gameplay happening there as well. So is this a... Actually, I think I have heard of this. Mm. They were talking about it was very swordplay driven. Yes. Or something. Oh, like I was a big fan of um Bloodborne. I've mm. been meaning to sit through the whole Souls verse. Yeah. But um Bloodborne was a such a unique, weird game. So mm. yeah, that has my attention. I might play that. Yeah, so I thought you might like that one. Another fun game in uh VR news, so on PlayStation VR. Um this looks so great. It, it's very 80s neon looking, and it's called Double Shot. Um, it's on early access on Steam, actually, so you can get it on there as well. And you basically fight off bad guys while mixing drinks. In Melbourne. No, not in Melbourne, that one. That's called Espresso double. martinis. Yeah, well, maybe Double Shot. So you you know shaking up your, your cocktails and fighting bad guys, and that sounds really fun. And it just looks cool because it's got it, that real like 80s like neon vibe. Yeah, so anyway, these are the fun little indie games that uh, I'm looking forward to playing right. pretty soon that uh, had some, some fun little sneaky peeks. In I packs. feel this probably started off as a cocktail game, because on a VR with the sticks, I feel yeah, making yeah. cocktails would have been funny. And then they're like, hey, have someone attack you while you do it. Yeah. It's well, like I mean, Surgeon how else... Simulator, but in a bar. Could you imagine semi- Surgeon Simulator while people like fight you? you know I'm pretty sure that's one of the levels. Is it? I don't, I don't Maybe know. not specifically that, but like... We gave up pretty quick. It was pretty gross. You did. I persevered. I finished it. I did them all. Really? Yeah. Did you do the one in space? Yes. Huh. It was... You know what was the worst? The eyeball. The eyeball was the worst in Surgeon Simulator. What? It was... I couldn't play it if I just had food. <laughs> but I persevered. I'm like, just look around it. Uh, Speaking yeah, of, game. on that topic, I've been eating and playing Red Dead at the same time because I can't mm-hmm. not be playing Red Dead. But I'm hunting, so there's a lot of skinning, and I don't know if you've seen, like, him skin a rabbit, but I couldn't eat after that the first time. You skin it, like, butthole first. Yeah, he just grips the butthole and tears. It's so disgusting. Yeah. It's the Wild West. This is not a vegan-friendly game, I've got to say. But, uh, no, it's like, well, all right, it's it's not vegan-friendly. It's a peace, for sure. I would posit that veganism was highly impractical in 1899. You are probably quite correct. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah. And it's back on red dead lots mm. of um survival mechanics you know you gotta camp and eat your food and sleep and yeah eat stew yeah yeah it's too much too much to deal with for me because you've got to uh eat and drink a lot in um what's that other game that i started to play and gave up on we happy few we happy few um which i, I might just watch the rest of because it's a bit of a chore for me and i turned off those functions because it was just impractical because every food pretty much like 90 percent of the food that you eat is rotten and makes you sick anyway i'm like well this is just pointless and you can't turn off those functions which was good um but i think it's just one of those mechanics that's just it's busy work that's not even busy work and it just gets in the way and it gives me the shit so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't care for that in red Dead. all right got any other news for us not particularly but one thing i have forgotten to mention the last couple of weeks actually is i've watched a show on netflix called hot date Probably oh, shows okay. up in your like comedy section. Um, it's not very good. All right. I dare say it is quite bad. So it's like a, it's like a romantic focused relationship focused skit show, 
And there's sort of a few characters that you sort of see, you know, doubled up throughout these episodes. And some of the skits, admittedly, are pretty funny. But all together as a show, it's just very bad. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a little grating. And it's, it's one of those skit shows that's really forced and, like, too caricatured. I'd say it's hard for any, like, sketch show to be any good now. With the exception of SNL, I haven't really enjoyed a skit show since Skit House. <laughs> but you don't watch SNL day to, week to week. You just see the ones... That's just because I can't. Yeah. I would. If I if I could watch it easily, then I definitely would. But, but only the good ones go viral, so you only see the good ones. No, that's not true. <laughs> like, when I was living elsewhere where there was Foxtel, I used to watch it and would enjoy it. It's been a while since there's been a consistent good um, person on there, but... Anyway, I digress. Uh, so, yeah, hot date. Do not recommend. It is bad. Are you going to sneeze? Think about it. Oh, yeah, cool. Do it. <laughs> no, it's gone. Yeah, well, very exciting listening here, everybody. <laughs> oh, that could have been deafening. All right. <laughs> Turn away from the mic. Turn away from the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing this coming week? What's, uh, well, what's coming uh, up for tea? I have got no idea what I'm doing this week, but I, I had one... News item. Ah, yeah, sorry, what's your news? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if, whether to talk about it because it keeps changing. So we mentioned um, the problem with the poo and how they were, well, how no one was doing anything. Simpsons had a dig and that was funny. But um, so there was an announcement that a poo was being taken off the show mm. in response to all this and everyone reacted in ways and then a producer of The Simpsons came out and said, the guy who said this has is nothing to do with The Simpsons. None of this is true. He doesn't even go here. <laughs> it was really weird. So yeah. this guy's just come out and said, oh, um, sources told me they're taking, him, taking a poo off the show and he's gone. And then it took a week for anyone at The Simpsons to be like, what? <laughs> like, we don't want to talk about this anymore. We've made our bit and it's... Well, fascinating. I think what they are doing um, is they 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 might have even thrown it open to people to submit suggestions, and they're going to. No, but that was the guy who made it up. I thought saying that was it. I yeah. thought that was the proper part. No, no, no. Oh, okay. What the Simpsons did that thing in the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, months that. ago, and they weren't going to cover it again. Like, mm. and it's all a bit. I mean. I don't know what the correct answer is in this situation. I can empathize with both sides. Um, what was interesting, though, when they first announced he was coming off, like all the Johnny Fedoras coming out of the mm-hmm. woodwork to defend, you know, to defend a poo. And it was really weird. It's like the same people. I'm in a lot of Simpsons memes groups. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> how my life is. Um, and the same people that are super, you know, um, adamant that the simpsons has been crap since season mm. 12 i mean it's pretty easy selling like thing to say I'm like oh that hasn't been good i haven't watched it in 15 years there are also the people who are really mad about a poo being taken off i'm like yeah oh, you you said you haven't watched it in a decade who cares like yeah. i still watch the simpsons i've seen every single episode i yeah. watch it week to week Me you know too. so i feel my opinion matters more than this guy <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Damn you, Johnny Fedora. Yeah, oh, these Johnny Fedoras. <laughs> they just want to get mad up there. They just uh, get your gilly. Oh, they're addicted to outrage. And, yeah. yeah, it was just fascinating. I don't, I don't know what the correct answer is, because, like, you know, I don't have a horse in the race, but I do remember, as a kid, when you'd see, um, you know, in Western Sydney, not a lot of, uh, like, Indian families, 
Mm. When you'd see um, they'd be wearing like the turban or something, my first thought would be something like, thank you, come again. Like, you know, Mm. and that's the thing they're complaining about in the doco. Yeah. Well, and that's what happens to a lot of, um, you know, like Southeast Asian people who come to live here is that especially people of our age who grew up with the Simpsons, um, that was all their peers as reference for their whole culture. And I can see how that would really piss you off. Yeah. And so I I 100% get that. But I don't think current Simpsons, as in the Simpsons no one watches anymore, is the battleground for that to take place. I don't know, because the Simpsons always have taken on difficult things in their own way. So I think it's an interesting... And we're living in an interesting time where there is a lot of change happening, which is great. Um, I don't know what the answer is, because on the one hand, yeah, it's pretty not cool that a white guy sort of does this satirical, stereotypical thing of a race. Like, he can't do that anymore. On the other hand... Is this grandfathered in because Apu's been a character for so long on a very old TV show? On the other hand, um, <laughs> like Apu has been a very progressive character as a character on The Simpsons. He's never, you know, he's never been someone who's been made fun of in a character way. He's always been a very strong minded character who fought for immigration rights in The Simpsons who showed uh, Lisa veganism and Hindu right, culture yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. So that was very enlightening. It was and the that... fifth Beatle. Yeah, that too. Uh, so there are things like that that are fantastic about Apu that, um, you know, like I remember when I was a kid and I saw that episode when he, you know, takes Lisa upstairs to show him the vegan garden or whatever it is. Oh, no, behind the, it was in the fridge, wasn't it? The non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, that's right. It's never come up. Yeah, uh, don't do that. <laughs> We're just talking about it. You can't do that. Uh, so, yeah, and I remember being like, oh, wow, like I didn't know anything about that. And so I found that quite educational. But still, again, you know, even though the character himself is a very progressive character, he's still being voiced by a white dude, which is not cool. Mm. So I don't know if the answer is to replace the voice and maybe that would make it okay. Uh, because it's not like... Like, he's a very three-dimensional character. Like, he's not only this caricature, he's other things. But the point is, he's still a caricature, so... Yeah, so I don't know what the answer is either. I just hate Johnny Fedoras on the internet. (laughs) We love to get mad about dumb stuff. Yeah, so let's just focus on being mad at the Johnny Fedoras (laughs) who are addicted to outrage. Fuck you, Johnny Fedoras. Uh, I'll go put my fedora on and invent a new character. Anyway, that was the only um, news thing I found a bit interesting. Uh, Mm. There was BlizzCon... But I'm a bit far removed from the Blizzard world. My raiding Warcraft days are over, and I've not played Overwatch, so I have no insight onto all that news. There is a good, like, four to seven year period where I missed out on any game on any console or PC ever, because all I did was play World of Warcraft. There's a very big gap in my gamer knowledge as a result, because that was all I ever did. Oh, you just had to play both. You, You know, you'd have the controller in one hand on the TV while you were... Healing some noob. <laughs> Good times. Shout out to Claw, my old guild from 2006. <laughs> Good times. Nerd. Oh, I was. King I played nerd. it too, so, so I, I can't judge. <laughs> Didn't anyway. 
we won't get into Warcraft <laughs> stories. That could be a fun episode theme later. But um, that's, all we, that's all we have today. Um, dates coming up. We're going to be at the Penrith Hooters on the... No, we're not. What? <laughs> on the dollop, they always have dates of places they're going to oh, be. right. Okay, I was not sure where that was going. Yeah, like, I was just going to say... Is this where... Is this, have we decided? Is that what we're doing for dinner? <laughs> I know, that's what I mean. I was just going to say, no, we're not going to talk to anyone. It's just what we're doing for dinner. It's just, just food. I've just listened to Brandon's too much dollop this so week. But um, that's it this week. Thank you, Anne. Did you go to PAX, people? Tell us if you went to PAX. What did you enjoy from there? Um, please keep fulfilling my PAX FOMO. Uh, if you went, what did you enjoy? If not, what games that were announced are you looking forward to? Tell us on Twitter at goodpop underscore badpop. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash podcast, Or just send us a message or a comment anyway. Just say hi. We like saying hello. Hello, friends. Oh, hello, friends. I don't like saying hello. I'm the bad one. That's true. T is not very friendly. I am. I'm friendly. Say hello to me. 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 Yeah, say hello to that. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.